Welcome back to Questions You Didn't Ask with me, Naisha Frey. Let's get back into the conversation. So um, you mentioned you equals you, right? And all of these wonderful things that, you know, people can do when they are living with HIV. Is there a cure for HIV? And what do you say to people who think some people have been cured? There's no cure for HIV. Um, once you're diagnosed with HIV, you always have HIV. There are a couple of people who have been cured because I know people are like, ah, I heard in the news mm-hmm. that, yes, there are a few people who have been cured from HIV. Um, let me see here. The um, I forgot his name. I met him before he passed away, but he had a bone marrow transplant because mm. he had cancer. And the bone marrow transplant, which is extremely dangerous, everyone, which is why there's no scientific statement saying, hey, go get a bone marrow transplant, mm-hmm. which will cure HIV. That is not anything that's being said out there. This particular person got a bone marrow transplant, which um, helped him with the cancer as well Mm -hmm. as cured him from HIV. Um, He later on passed away. um, Was it Timothy Brown? Thank you, Timothy. Yes, I saw Mm -hmm. his face, but um, I just could not remember his name. Mm -hmm. And I'm also trying to um, pull up information at the same time. Mm Also, a um, a woman just recently, I think it was in February, um, was cured of HIV for the first time as mm. well. Um, and that was also due to a stem cell transplant. Um, mm-hmm. And so there are people out there, and there's also people out there who are um, non-progressors and what mm. non People who are non-progressors, I was actually a non-progressor for 10 years. What mm. non-progressors are are people whose immune system is fighting off HIV by itself without mm. medical assistance, without mm-hmm. any medicine at all. Um, so with that, it doesn't mean that it cures the it, it cures them from HIV. It just means that their immune system is so healthy that HIV can't replicate. Um, so scientifically, they say there's no cure for HIV. Now, Alicia, I'm still going to stand on my healing. So mm. that's what I do. Plug right here. That's the name of my book. Um, standing <laughs> on my healing from yes. to chosen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes. Um, no, scientifically, there is no cure for um, HIV. There's not enough people who have been cured from HIV without um, assistance from like stem cell transplant for scientists to say that there is a method to cure HIV. So no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. And also, um, I'm, I want you to give a very clear plug for your book again, say it slowly and make sure that people know where they can go and get it. Yeah. And this isn't the end of our discussion, but I, but since we talk about right. plugs and books, <laughs> let's do it. Yes. So the name of my book is called Standing on My Healing from Tainted to Chosen. You can get it on Amazon, amazon amazon.com. You can either pull it up by my name, Alicia Diggs, spelled like Alicia Keys, just without the money, 
<laughs> I heard that. So A L I C I A digs like digs a hole with two G's D I double G S. Um, but yes, yeah, standing on my healing from tainted to chosen. Um, standing on my healing because that is what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, when I got my diagnosis, a minister told me, Alicia, if you don't believe or remember anything else, you remember Isaiah 53 and 5, which is, he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him and by his stripes, I am healed. Amen. So I stand on that. My email address is also healed Lee. My IG is healed Lee. My Twitter is healed Lee. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. Mm. And you speak those things. So for me, I had to speak healing and I had to speak life into my life Mm -hmm. for me to stand on my healing. So I stand on my healing. At one point, I felt like I was tainted. I was dirty Mm. because I had HIV. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was nothing. So that's where the standing on my healing and... When I mentioned earlier, there was a pamphlet in the health department and anywhere you could um, find out information on HIV. My pamphlet was actually called Standing on My Healing. Mm. So that's where the name of my book came from, which my mentor, um, Diane, wonderful Diane Robinson, gave me that. So Standing on My Healing from Tainted to Chosen by Alicia E. Diggs. So that's my book. Um, My book is actually my memoir. Mm, I thought mm. it was going to be about HIV. But when I started to write about the chapter that involves my diagnosis, I closed Mm -hmm. it because it was trauma. I didn't want to relive it. Mm. I closed it for two years. And when I reopened it, God said, start from the beginning. And Mm. I was like, what? What's the beginning? What do you mean? And I harped on that for a minute, for a few days. And I was like, the beginning, the beginning of my life. So the book starts from the age of three Mm -hmm. until the age of, I think, 43, which is right before my big brother passed away. Mm -hmm. He passed away in 2015. And I dedicated the book to my best friend, my big brother, Terrence Diggs Jr. Wow. What a beautiful story. And I'm here to tell y'all I'm on Amazon right now and it's got five out of five stars. So I'm about to make sure it's got some more five stars um, after I press uh, buy now. How about that? Yes. Cause that's how we roll. We're sisters in this um, movement. And if we don't support each other, we can't expect anybody else to support us. So um, this is just an extension of my thank you for being um, a part of my world. And if anybody that knows me personally has always been curious about like, why is Naisha so positive? And why is Naisha? Because I hang out with people like Alicia. Okay. And I encourage Aww. other people to do the same. <laughs> Maybe not Alicia. You can't take her from me. You know, we got a thing going on, but I <laughs> 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 use some good friends with good spirit, you know, to hold right. you down and help you through and who you can be a light to as well. Exactly. Um, Yes. So along those lines, what does it mean to live and thrive with HIV? Oh, what does it mean? What does it mean to live and thrive? Laugh, be happy. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. So much. Um, it, It takes me back to the very beginning of our talk when I talked about 
forgiving yourself mm. um, because just saying those words, living and thriving, though I knew HIV wasn't a death sentence, mm-hmm. I didn't, thriving, that mm-hmm. wasn't a part of my makeup at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. My goodness. I Even the way that I feel and the way that I feel right now in this space, in this moment, having this conversation, I didn't even see that. I, I just mm-hmm. all I thought that I would always be sad and broken and and mm. disconnected and and isolated from the world because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the forgiveness to myself, not mm-hmm. even the the person I contracted it from, you know, I just it was for me. I had mm-hmm. to work the inside of me. It's mm-hmm. like surgery surgery i'm an analogy person all Mm -hmm. day long um it's like when you go for any type of surgery where they have to cut you open when they cut you open Mm -hmm. and stitch you up they are cutting you inside so when they're finished doing whatever they the work they have to do they have to sew you up from the inside out Mm. And then once they sew you up from the inside out, you have to heal from the inside out. While mm. you may have a scar on the outside, mm-hmm. you get the stitches out and all of that, it's still tender. Mm-hmm. It's still sore. It's still sore around that area, especially if they get you in the gut area. I've had mm. my gallbladder removed. Mm. And when they remove my gallbladder, like after all the meds and stuff went away, I can feel mm. when they was moving around with their probes and everything. So that I had to heal from all of that. Mm-hmm. And the pain in that moment, it feels like, my goodness, is this ever going to go away? Mm-hmm. But then when it did, then I'm able to, okay, I can start doing some crunches. I can move around and not feel this. So, you know, now I'm good. But yeah, I have, you know, three or four little areas where, you know, I saw that they went in. The scar is still there. Mm -hmm. But I made a decision to live through that and Mm -hmm. not keep reliving that these people cut me open at one Mm -hmm. point. That had I not even mentioned it, I really forget the fact that I don't have a gallbladder. Mm. Um, so I, I don't even really think about that. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with HIV. HIV mm. is in my face every single day because I work in it. Mm-hmm. Not not because I take medicine every day and not because I have scientific notes in my medical files that I was diagnosed with it. Mm-hmm. It is because I live in it every day mm-hmm. that because I'm working, I'm working. That's the work that I do. That's the work that I chose to do. I have a background in social work and public health. Those mm-hmm. two fields are broad. I could have mm-hmm. done anything, mm-hmm. but I chose to stay in the field of HIV. So all that to say the thriving for me means I'm bigger than HIV. HIV Mm -hmm. does not run my life. Mm -hmm. HIV, the H stands for human. The H stands for immuno and the V stands for virus. I took those words and I changed those into something else. Human, I'm human. Really, I tell people I'm an alien, but I'm putting (laughs) all my business out there. (laughs) 
I got a whole plan. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> I do that. I created when I was a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm acting silly now, but no, like seriously, I took those words and I do have a picture. Like if you ever become Facebook friends with me, I do have a picture. We have a movement that we do every year. And I, I took those words and I like, I have a humanitarian award. So the H is humanitarian. The I, I changed that into something like maybe inventive. Mm -hmm. And then the V is like vivacious. Mm. Like I just, as I grew and learned to love myself Mm -hmm. and then I got around supportive people and I got rid of the energy vampires, as I call them. Mm. The people mm-hmm. who don't love me, the people mm-hmm. who are not for me, the people who despise me, the people who are afraid of me because they're uneducated about HIV. Mm-hmm. I got rid of them mm-hmm. and I let them sit on the sidelines and talk that trash about, <laughs> oh, Alicia got AIDS, she going to die. Number one, I don't have AIDS. There's a difference between HIV and AIDS. AIDS is the disease that develops from the virus when your immune system is completely broken down, Mm -hmm. which mine is not. Mm -hmm. So I got rid of people like that, Mm -hmm. AKA people in my family, unfortunately, you know, yes, sometimes you have to do it. You Mm -hmm. know, I got rid of the naysayers Mm -hmm. and I listened to, and I'm still answering this question and all all over the place. I listened to um, a clip on somebody's page. It was some gentleman, I have no idea who he was, but he talked about the difference between relatives and family. Mm. We all have relatives. Relatives are the people who are in your bloodline. Mm. Those people's like sisters, brothers, Mm. cousins, aunts, Mm. uncles, Mm. but your family... Mm -hmm. Or those people who support you and who are for you, Mm -hmm. like my HIV community. Mm -hmm. Those people are my family. Mm -hmm. When I may do a post or a comment Mm -hmm. from somebody's commenting on mine and I'm saying, hey, sis, I don't call you sis because it's a word. It's not a word. If Mm -hmm. I'm calling you sis, you're truly my sister. Mm -hmm. So that there's a difference. So I made a decision to attach myself to positive people, if you will, people who had great energy, people Mm -hmm. who were going places, people who were helping to elevate me, people who were educating me to be a better version of myself, Mm -hmm. people who were helping me be a leader so that I could help lead people and help bring up other leaders. So that's the, that's what I call thriving. Me living mm-hmm. my best life, believing that I can live and I will live. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I do have a foundation, not a foundation. It's called I Will Live. And mm-hmm. I do have a Facebook page called I Will Live. Yes. And I will live stem from God telling me one day in praise and worship, because I had a blog called I Will Live, and God told me, you will live and not die. Soar like the eagle that I created you to be. My logo is a eagle and it has shadows around it because it is depicting eagles wings that flat me because I am an eagle that's soaring because I'm thriving. I'm thriving in my life, y'all. Like I didn't know I was going to be a grandmother. I had four mm. grandchildren. 
I didn't mm-hmm. I knew HIV wasn't a death sentence, but I still did not know how long is my immune system going to stay active? How long mm-hmm. is my immune system going to fight off this virus? When I start mm-hmm. taking medication, is the side effects of the medication, am I going to have side effects? Will the medication mess up my organs and cause me to have comorbidities like liver disease, heart disease? Like that happens for some people that take different medications, just mm-hmm. HIV meds. So I didn't know that I was going to further my education into a doctorate. I didn't mm. see these things coming. I didn't see that I would be on podcasts, that I would be in magazines, that I would mm-hmm. have awards sitting on my mantle in the hallway. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm getting really emotional. Yeah, because you're giving your testimony. Go thriving. ahead. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. thriving right there. I mm-hmm. pushed away the negativity and the sadness that mm-hmm. was defined by mm-hmm. HIV from years ago. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm saddened by what we saw in the 80s and the 90s. I stand mm-hmm. on the shoulders of those who mm-hmm. are considered my ancestors who fought mm-hmm. for the rights for me to be able to take one pill a day and not 30 and 40 pills a day. Amen. I stand on the shoulders of Ryan White, the little white boy who was a hemophiliac who contracted who who was given AIDS infected blood and whose family fought mm-hmm. the foundation for us to have the Ryan White program, which helps people like myself get mm-hmm. access to medication because the medications like mine is over four what four thousand dollars a month mm. for thirty pills, mm. four thousand dollars a month. That's just for the pills, not mm-hmm. to mention the doctor's appointment and mm-hmm. the labs. Mm-hmm. So that's thriving right there. I'm living my life without apology. I'm mm-hmm. going forward. I may not be doing everything that I probably could do or what mm-hmm. other people may see me doing, but what I'm not doing is I did not curl up in a ball and allow HIV to consume my life. So that's mm-hmm. thriving in my definition. Mm-mm. We're gonna take a breath right there. Just Mm-mm-mm. you know, sometimes Mm-mm. you need a praise break, right? Right. Sometimes you need to let that thing you do. settle in. You do. And this conversation is so beautiful Ooh. and powerful. And I just I just have to say thank you. Um, this is a gift to me. Um, this is reminding me one of the reasons why I wanted to do a podcast like this is because I have these beautiful conversations with people and I'm gifted to have them. And I know how powerful Mm -hmm. and healing they are. And I wanted to be able to amplify these discussions Because I know if it's healing me, Mm -hmm. then it has the opportunity and the potential to heal somebody else, whether you're going through HIV or not. You have given us so many jewels Mm -hmm. and gems. So I have to say thank you. Um, If you have time, I have more questions. 
but I have to share gratitude, mm-hmm. right? Because you have made yourself so vulnerable to our community and done it because of love. You know, this is not a paid gig for either of us, right? Um, so anybody who might be thinking, you know, this is somehow, you know, a production or an act, please understand that it is not. This is real life. Um, and I think one of the things that's also really powerful and healing about this is that you are talking about how your current situation doesn't dictate your future. Your current mindset doesn't dictate your healing. When we're given a new day, we are truly given a gift called the present. And we have the opportunity to do the work, to ask ourselves the questions, to answer the answer the question, even if our 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 voices are trembling, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you can't say the words, you can write the words. If you can't write the words, maybe your body will move in a certain way that it can get expressed. But one way or another, we're able to dig deep and know that everything that we need to thrive is within us. And what's within us is also our source of power, of life, of creation. And in that space of the creator, we have the vast opportunity to change the situation, even if the situation is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. You never said that your HIV diagnosis went away, but you talked about how your mindset and your, the way you saw the world and who, how you were going to reshape your world changed Mm -hmm. your circumstances, changed your trajectory. And there are people that are looking for hope, that that have their back up against a wall. And they, we, right, Mm -hmm. feel like we don't know what else to do. Yeah. And you have given a testimony that gives us all some tools, some options, some opportunities, some words, things that we can meditate on, things that we can repeat to ourselves, things that we can write down, right? I'm, 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 a, I'm a mental health professional first, right? And I came into public health and HIV um, as a part of the God-ordained path that was laid for me. It was not my plan, y'all. It just happened. Um, and I, 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 I asked God for something and I opened my eyes and I walk forward and these are the things that transpired. So now that we're kind of adjusting from, you know, what does it mean to thrive? What does healing look like? How do you, you know, determine this new world that you're going to live um, and who's going to be involved in it? Um, As you look back over this journey, 
what would you say have been the biggest social and cultural changes that you have seen over the past 20 years related to HIV, specifically in the African-American community, if you can? I will have to say, um, like I mentioned, things like you equals you, undetectable equals untransmittable. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing that for people living with HIV was um, just ground shaking, mm-hmm. like literally ground shaking, um, was breathtaking. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like I told y'all. <laughs> literally, um, I literally felt that way. Um, a lot of people. Um, and then you equals you wasn't for everyone in the mm-hmm. HIV community because not everyone can achieve an undetectable status for so many different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, when we talk about um Things like um, social factors, like um, poverty, unemployment, Mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, I'm still coming down off a high. (laughs) Take your time. Yeah. Those, thinking about over the 20 years, hearing you equals you, being a part of a movement here in North Carolina itself, mm-hmm. uh, where we were able to modernize the North Carolina laws, mm-hmm. we wanted to repeal them all together, but we couldn't. We did the best that we could. Um, mm-hmm. We're in the Bible Belt, and mm-hmm. you know we get whatever we can get um, and make <laughs> changes. Um, but to see that there are so many states who are fighting extremely hard to modernized laws to fight the criminalization mm-hmm. of um, HIV and the stigma to see that there's so many who are stepping up and stepping out, so many that are coming together. Um, those are the changes that I'm seeing, mm-hmm. even though we talked earlier about communities um kind of feeling like, hey, you know, what about me? I'm not hearing you talk about my community. But when we have to come together in situations like the Roe v. Wade, Mm -hmm. communities are truly, truly coming together yet again. Um, When we had all the racial uprisings, um, the murder of Trayvon, and not even going to start naming folks because that's what made me emotional. But Mm-hmm. Communities coming together, cultures coming together. Um, I see that within the HIV community, with the African American community, um, we are talking more about economic justice. Mm-hmm. Like hire us. Mm-hmm. We are subject matter experts. Mm. We do not need a paper degree. Like, yes, I went for an education and debt wrapped around my daggone ankles mm-hmm. like an like animal that don't want you to leave the house. <laughs> okay. But there are so many in this movement 
who didn't go far in their education like I did, who know way more than I do, mm. who can articulate so much better than I can mm -hmm. in this movement. And people won't pay them their work. Mm -hmm. So we're fighting for economic justice. Mm -hmm. Because someone is of trans experience and they're so hella smart, people don't want to hire them because of the stigma. So we're fighting for their economic justice. Um, the I, I talked about growing up in a home of domestic violence, but there's a lot of violence going on against women living with HIV. Mm -hmm. And the numbers went even higher when we got into the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of movement in that perspective mm -hmm. with black and brown bodies. Mm -hmm. um, we've been fighting for so long for universal health care. Mm -hmm. There's some states who have um, who have um, provided Medicare for everyone, but some of our states are just like, no, it mm -hmm. makes sense mm -hmm. to provide that. It it will save money, mm -hmm. but because of white supremacy, keeping mm -hmm, it real, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. go ahead. It's still just going to be a fight. Mm -hmm. So, those are the things, the changes, the cultural changes that I'm seeing that I do love. But many of us are tired. Mm -hmm. We're tired. Um, those who came before me who are still in this fight that we um, consider like our moms or our dads in this movement, or mm -hmm. um, we're changing the definition of long-term survivors because long-term survivors, we're considering those who were diagnosed in the eighties and are still living. But now it's mm -hmm. like people who are living 10 years longer are like mm -hmm. long-term survivors. But with the, um, that's where the change, the shift in our millennials who are in this fight, um, some of those who are what we call verticals. Verticals are people living with HIV who were born mm. HIV positive. Mm -hmm. The new term is called verticals. Um, those are the ones that were, you know, mother to child transmission. Mm -hmm. um, they are our millennials and they are freaking powerful. Mm. They are, I mean, we are and those before us were, but they have a completely different mindset. So with that and a different outlook as well, that is a wonderful bonus to the social and cultural changes when it mm -hmm. comes to a lot of the the HIV uh, laws and the policies and things like that. So I'm really, to be honest with you, I know that we're saddened by what just happened with Roe v. Wade, but I'm mm. really looking forward to see what happens with that, with our, mm -hmm. with our new shakers and movers. Mm -hmm. and earlier, I mentioned um, like HIV criminalization. Mm -hmm. So I am a part of HIV is not a crime. Mm -hmm. And that is done through our CERO project, like I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. um, the CERO 
centers, people living with HIV, leadership to end HIV criminalization and mass incarceration and racism, mm -hmm. social injustice. And we do that by supporting inclusive people living with HIV networks to improve the policy outcomes mm -hmm. and also advance human rights and promote healing justice. So healing justice is huge. Mm. Like I remember hearing, um, what is it? Um, harm reduction. So mm. for me, years ago, when I would hear harm reduction, I would also think about needle exchange, IV drug. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not harm reduction. Mm -hmm. Harm reduction is the harm that's being done to us as people living with HIV, mm -hmm. as vulnerable populations and impoverished populations, homeless populations. Mm -hmm. um, harm that's being done to us mm -hmm. we're working on with all of these coalitions and these networks the healing justice mm -hmm. so that's the the changes that i'm seeing and because i am in the midst of this work we see it being done but those who are not within this community and do this work they don't know what's going on mm -hmm. Right, these things are happening, mm -hmm. and in order for them to hear or know about these things and get educated and even become partners, because we want to change some of this verbiage like allies, um, people get a misconception of what an ally is. Mm -hmm. um, partner, you can say you're an ally, but you truly are not 100% in line or in agreement with the work of that particular group that you're saying you're an ally mm. with. So it's really better or safer to just say that you're a partner mm. and, and you, you partner with them for whatever work that they're doing. Um, so, and it's just like also another thing, risk. Mm. There's a movement out right now called Risk to Reasons in this huh. Vive Healthcare. It's a Vive Healthcare initiative. And the purpose behind that is the reframing of the word risk. Mm. So we talk about PrEP. PrEP is the pre-exposure uh, prophylaxis. Um, and that is the blue pill that's available for people who are not HIV positive to prevent them from contracting HIV. Um but it has not been really geared to cisgender women, especially mm -hmm. black and brown cisgender women. So when trying to educate cisgender women, healthcare workers, when they're trying to educate on them, they'll educate them. They'll say things like, um, they'll ask them, you know, their sexual behaviors or what have you. And then once they get the answer, they'll say, well, you're in a risky behavior. Mm. Well, if you have... A single mother mm -hmm. is in a relationship where maybe she's getting abused. Mm. Well, we consider she's in a risky behavior because she's getting abused and her partner's probably stepping out on her. Mm -hmm. Well, she can consider herself at risk because most, especially most cisgender heterosexual women hear risk and think sex work, drug activity or a promiscuity mm -hmm. 
when they are working every day, taking care of their family, but maybe not in a healthy relationship, they don't really consider themselves risk. Mm. So this is very stigmatizing. So the purpose of, and I'm doing this in Alicia's language. So if anybody from Vive Healthcare, <laughs> region program, mm -hmm. um, this is my way of understanding and I'm trying to explain it. So if I'm explaining it incorrectly, y'all make sure you get with the podcast people. <laughs> Explain it right, but, right. <laughs> but the risk the reasons, um, the purpose of this is to reframe risk mm -hmm. to end the stigma and find solace in knowing that there are sisters advocating for you for all mm -hmm. of them. Um, we are so basically reframing that risk to leave a legacy of change to make a difference to bridge the gap. Mm -hmm. um, to make sure that people know, women know that we are working collectively. Mm -hmm. Shifting that narrative um, so people know that they are included, that there is no separation, that you are able to take control, um, to even see yourselves in beautiful, regardless who, what you look like, how you live your life, and have fun doing that. Mm -hmm. so, um, just kind of changing the language um, and then even then also adding to the question that you asked about the social and cultural changes language, mm -hmm. language is changing. Mm -hmm. We are doing a lot of work with language justice. Yes. So for instance, we're not going to say, oh, oh, Alicia, hey, I know you. You're the AIDS girl. No, I'm mm. not. No, I'm not. <laughs> oh, you're the HIV girl. No, no, I'm not. I'm a woman. Right. I'm a woman living with HIV. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and the people that I work with or the communities that are doing this work, we're not HIV people. Right. We are people living with HIV. We are people, people first language. There you go. So, like we we use the thing we say when it comes to somebody with cancer, you don't say, um, oh, the cancer person or, you know, like the, mm -hmm. yes. the diabetes, like you don't, you name them as, as people, mm -hmm. we're people. So, you know, we, we use a lot of um, language justice and we don't bite people's heads off when they say things incor incorrectly. Now, as the community, we're learning to call out that incorrect language and call people in. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I'm on a call with some scientists, like I've done this and I've heard them say things like, you know, um, the person with HIV infection and they're just like, you know, the person with HIV infection, I'm just listening and, and I'm like, excuse me, I'm happy that you said the person with HIV, but you really don't have to say infection. Mm. There's no need to say that. We already know that HIV is an infection. Mm -hmm. So it's no need to double back. Mm -hmm. Basically just adding on to say that we're infected. Mm -hmm. you, you've, you've gotten onto the language to stop saying infected people, mm -hmm. but really you're still saying it by saying people with HIV infection. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you listen to HIV, we already know what that is. So mm -hmm. all that to say we're just the language justice. Um, mm -hmm. 
sexual health and human rights justice, all of these things are movements that Mm -hmm. are being worked on in our communities. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Questions You Didn't Ask, with me, Naisha Frey. Tune in next week as our conversation continues.